welcome to Rope Access Tips, Tricks and Chats. As always, I'll be your host, Lee Greenwood, and I'd like to say welcome to this episode. This week, we're going to have a chat about retrievable rigging, or often called pull-throughs, do's and don'ts, uh, different ways of setting it up, and when it can be used and things like that. As always, uh, if you can, uh, subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends, will be amazing. If you're into rope access, hopefully they can find something on here that they're interested in. So, uh, retrievable rigging, pull-throughs. If you have a look through the ICOP, um, there isn't really any information on uh, retrievable rigging and how it's set up. But uh, if you go into the tax, it's mentioned as something that uh, people need to know and needs to be used. It says that it's um, for access and egress only and not normally used for rescue. It's a bit vague, not normally used. Does that mean you can? Because I'm not normally doing a rescue. But I think what they're saying is with the traditional way that we used to do retrievable rigging, because there was lots of ropes hanging down and possibilities of getting on the incorrect rope that it was sort of frowned upon to do with a rescue. So um, let's have a look at a few of the different ways of setting up uh, retrievable rigging. So the original standard way that I learned back in the 90s was you down on the ground, let's say we've got a beam that we need to get up to and we're going to stand there and try and throw a rope over the top of it. Haven't got uh, throw balls and things like that. Back in the 90s, we were just there with our rope trying to throw it over there. So coiling it up somehow, lobbing it as hard as you could and trying to get it over the beam. I think the uh, same standard procedure on site is the same today as it was back then. Three goes and then somebody else gets to have a go. And as the goes go on, the abuse gets more and more. But yeah, so you... um. You throw your rope over, you may have thrown two of them over. Um, so now we've got two lines going all the way over the beam, down to the ground. And then you're going to tie an alpine butterfly into the side that you haven't thrown over, so you've got all your spare rope there. And then you're going to clip the other side into that carabiner. So alpine butterfly, carabiner, and then the rope. And then you're going to pull the rope the end that you threw over, you're going to pull on that, and that's going to pull the carabiner and the alpine butterfly out towards the beam, and eventually that loop's going to get smaller and cinch up against that beam. Do that with the second rope, and now we have our retrievable rigging for access in the area. Obviously, with this setup, there's quite a few issues. First one you can obviously see on the ground is there's four ropes, and only two of them are safe to get on. If you had somebody at the top who was getting onto them, especially if they were inexperienced, you want to make sure that they're getting on the correct ropes. Um, if you do end up in a situation where there's a four ropes hanging down, my advice is getting your, if you're getting off of a aid climb or whatever on that beam, getting your back up on, getting your descender onto the rope and fully weighting the whole system before you remove your cow's tails from your aid climb. So at least if it does go wrong, you're not going to go fast rescue all the way to the ground you know really quick so yeah definitely make sure it's weighted and loaded before you disconnect that final connection of your aid climb other issues we've got if you're looking up to the beam we've got potential sharp edges uh, we don't really know what's around there um, potentially depending on how that carabiner landed that could be cross-loading the backup line it may not be cross-loading but if you had a mainline failure you then fall onto it it could be cross-loading that carabiner 
Um, so not ideal in uh, that situation. Over the years, people have evolved and they've attached various canvas rope protectors onto the ropes to get them over the beam. Personally, I've found that can be pretty problematic, getting it over the beam, knowing it's in the right place um, for working. But we've rigged up our retrievable rigging in that method and got up there. Obviously, once you're up there, you don't want to be uh, working on this set of ropes. If I was heading up there to um, to do some work, I would either rig up a standard sort of set of ropes um, for working on or ideally something that's rigged for lower. So if something happens to me, I can be lowered off to the ground depending on where you are. That may be an option if there's anchors or uh, vehicles or whatever you can use for anchors down near the bottom. You could potentially have that set up so your rescue's covered. But the question is, um, I'm ascending up those ropes to get up there in the first place. Um, something happens to me. Um, it says not normally used for rescue. Does uh, Is my rescue plan that the team then has to throw another rope over and set up another set of retrievables? Hopefully they get that on first go and not tenth go. Um, or can they ascend up those ropes? Um, obviously the system's uh, designed for two people. We're using... Uh, you know, 1891 European standard rope, so you can have the two people on it. But hopefully we can come up with a better option. I'm sure uh, many of you have seen various videos of uh, utilising wire slings and pulleys um, to get over beams. So if you can imagine this one, throw your rope over again, and then um, you're going to then attach that rope to uh, another rope you can do this with a single rope my preferred way of setting this up is to use two ropes and they're different colors so i'll throw my throw line rope over there you know it might be red blue black whatever color and then i'm going to attach the middle of another colored rope so white one normally and i'm going to pull that back over the top so i end up with my white rope is going over there and there's four strands when my different colored rope is back on the ground utilising a couple of alpine butterflies. So where I've tied that tagline that I threw over, either side of that I would tie an alpine butterfly, clip a carabiner into that alpine butterfly, and then I would have a wire sling going over, and then a carabiner on the end. And then uh, what some people do is they'll place a pulley from the other end of the rope, the other side of the rope, into that pulley, and then clip that onto the sling. So we've got this loop running around, and you do that twice, and then pull on your towels of your white rope again, and that will pull the wire slings up. And then give them a tug when it gets near the top, and that pulls them over the beam. Nice things about this system, the only rope that's touching the potential sharp edges on that beam is our throw line rope, so the coloured one that we used. And the uh, white rope that we've used, that's just uh, going through from the Alpine Butterflies going through the pulley. Disadvantages, we've got an alpine butterfly that's blocked out against a pulley. Um, I know some people have done some sort of at-home tests on it and they've pulled the rope till it snapped and it snapped at the knot rather than anything to do with a pulley, depending on what pulleys you're using. Um, fixed cheeks, uh, side cheeks are better than uh, the movable ones I've found um, just for setting this up. Ways you could get away from that pulley is if you're using um, uh, wire slings with small eyes, I know that Scylatech makes some uh, make some nice ones, and you can thread the rope through 
one of the eyes instead of having a carabiner and a pulley you can just thread the boat through disadvantages there's a lot more friction depending on where you're pulling it but then that knot ends up pushing against the eye of the uh, wire sling nice thing about using the different colored ropes if you do have an inexperienced tech up there gonna get on the ropes there's only three ropes up there to start with and two are the same color and one's a different color so you can tell the tech to get on the white ropes don't get on the red rope or black rope whatever color it is so that makes it easier if they do get onto the incorrect rope because there's only three of them it's impossible for them to get both connections onto um onto the wrong rope so they will at least have one point if uh if it does go all wrong and they start to fall they will at least have that backup device on the correct rope so it's got some uh, pretty good advantages um don't have to worry about the sharp edges and things like that but some disadvantages then a, uh, a third system that uh, you may look at doing is very similar but we end up where the ropes are rigged from anchors on the ground and you can have this rigged in um, in descenders so it can be rigged for lower so this is retrievable rigging um, but it's set up for lowering anybody off as well because as with that second system same problem is can I do a rescue on that system or do I have to set up a, a second one? That's uh, something you'll need to risk assess on site, obviously. So with this third system, same thing, throwing our line over the top. And then um, what I actually do is um, get the middle of the rope and I clip that to an anchor. And then from the middle of the rope to where the big pile of rope is on the floor, I'll get my tagline I've thrown over, carabiner, and I would onto that, and I would clip that onto the loop, and I would pull the loop of the rope that I'm going to be using all the way up and over the top. So for this one, you need a lot of rope, whatever the distance is, you need four times that amount of rope. So we pulled it over. I'm going to be using different colored ropes again, my blue one and my white one, the white one being the working lines that I'm going to use. So now we've got the ropes going from the ground anchor, up over the beam coming back down to the ground and then there's a loop and then it goes back over the beam the other way and then down to the ground and the rest of the ropes left on the ground so what i can do here is then i can get two wire slings and clip them onto that loop of rope and then i'm going to attach the ends of those two wire slings with two other carabiners onto the rope that's coming down to where the big pile of rope is. Thing you need to do here is making sure that with that tagline you attach that onto the two carabiners on the loop side so you can pull it back out if you want. If I didn't attach that um, tagline, I could still get these installed but they wouldn't be retrievable or pull-throughs. So in theory, if I sent somebody up there, I could then ascend up these ropes because they're not retrievable rigging because I can't retrieve them. But in theory, I would just lower them off of the descenders. So I've got my uh, tagline attached onto it as well. I then pull on the end of the rope with a big pile of it, and that comes all the way up and flicks the, um, the two wire slings over the top. So I've now got the ropes running from an anchor on the ground, which is the, uh, the middle of the rope. And then that goes up through two carabiners and then back down to the ground. I'll then grab where the big pole side is. I'll attach 
two descenders onto those and I'd nicely load chair on a couple of anchors and rig that and then where the loop is the middle there's the two ropes that I'd be going up and they'd be my red or black or whatever color tagline hanging down as well so I've now got retrievable uh, releasable rigging um, in theory you could set two of these up and uh, set up a, uh, a cross haul um, in a training center without having to leave the ground which is uh, which is pretty funky so there's uh, there's three different systems as I say there's a few videos out there uh, that mention uh, and do these things or get yourself into your local training center hopefully they're offering some free training nights and things like that that's something that fifth point we're back in doing after all the covid stuff so we've got um those going on up until end of year through to uh into january which uh if you're keen on that jump on our facebook page and um, and see the links there so yeah that's um pull throughs or retrievable rigging so um with those three systems the question is could i undertake a rescue on them well with the third one it's um it's set up quite nicely rigged for lower but let's say that there was something in the way and you couldn't lower the person off would you be comfortable ascending up those uh, ropes to retrieve them personally i think i would be no different to uh normal rigging as long as that tagline is uh is isolated so people aren't going to be pulling stuff down or if you are concerned about it, you think you might need to don't put that tagline in it it just means that at the end of the day somebody's going to have to go and put the tagline in for you to be able to retrieve the rigging um the second system with the wire slings and the pulleys you know not as good you know we've got that pressure being put on the side of the pulleys i think it'll be fine um so yeah something you'll need to risk assess with the first one um if i was setting up if i was putting rope protectors on there i'd be getting the uh the first person to go up to make sure those rope protectors are placed correctly and heading up those ropes making sure that the uh the two retrievable ropes are out of the way. But yeah, that's uh, something that you'll definitely need to risk assess if you're looking at using uh, retrievable rigging or pull-throughs. There is uh, there is one more system that I'm sure you've uh, seen as well. I'm not a massive fan of this one. I've seen people use this to get off of um, um, eye bolts and things like that. So it's sort of your counterbalance rigging. This is more if you're setting up rigging to come down so you're on some uh, eye bolts and you need to descend off so you thread a rope through an eye bolt you tie a knot in the end of it and you clip that onto yourself and then on the other side you attach your descender and then you do the same thing on a different anchor um, thread the rope through attach it tie a knot in it attach it to yourself and then you put a backup device onto that and then you get off of your cow's tails or whatever you're on you're now hanging on two ropes and you start descending down this seems to work okay in a training center uh, there's no real hazards nothing sharp but the thing that i don't like about this system is we work in a, a fixed rope system we have ropes fixed in place and we move up and down those ropes now we're descending down and we've actually got four sections of rope moving so on one side we've got us coming down with two knots attached to us so those ropes are coming down and on the other side as we're letting our ropes go through our descender and our backup device there's two ropes moving up so we've now got four moving ropes if there's any potential sort of sharp edges or abrasive edges our ropes could be rubbing against those and it's going to be really hard for us to protect them you know we can't tie a rope protector in place because obviously we're doing retrievable rigging so we want to bring that down with us so we can't tie onto the structure we can't tie on the rope because all the ropes are moving 
So that can be an issue that you may have. Other things, you need to make sure you've got enough rope. Do you have four times the length of rope uh, for the drop that you're doing? Hopefully you do so you can get yourself to the ground, but something to be aware of. And another thing, uh, depending on what backup device you're using, uh, if you're using a, an ASAP, I don't know what would happen. I haven't done any tests. I haven't seen any tests on this. But if I have a mainline failure and I'm falling on one side where the knot's attached to me and the ASAP's running through the other side, is the ASAP going to lock? Um, I'm not sure. Is it moving twice as fast? I don't really know. I know we're not sort of uh, using it how the manufacturer described it to be used. Things I would do if I was setting up this type of system, I'd be using, I think I'd be using two descenders uh, to descend down on if this was something I was looking at doing. So if I did have a mainline failure, I'm not going to fall anywhere and I'll just be on another descender. But you all know that I'm a big fan of the um, double descender rescues and things like that or even working. So yeah, so there's uh, there's some pull through retrieval rigging options. I just thought I'd run through. Hopefully uh, you could imagine what I was talking about while you're there listening to this and uh, maybe closing your eyes and thinking about it while you're swinging around on the ropes or wherever you might be. As always, uh, if you could subscribe to the podcast, if you're chatting to people about retrievable rigging, maybe this would help. Share the podcast with them. Um, get into your local training centre, have a play, have a play on site if you've got some downtime. It's always a good way to do it. If uh, if you've got any questions, definitely reach out to us. You can... Uh, Get in touch through our Facebook page, Rope Access Tips, Tricks and Chats, or you can head to ratac.net. Two great places to get in touch with us. Always good to have a chat. Reach out to me, Lee Greenwood, on Facebook. Always nice chatting to you guys. But anyway, for now, stay safe. See you soon. Cheers. Cheers.